Good morning, everybody. This is Man Coverage with Knoxville Nate and the coach, Rico McCoy. Hey, hey. Let's get another, it. Another big week of college football. What are we at? Week 12? Time's flying, isn't it? Wow. I mean, it feels like we were on the show discussing week one of college football, uh, you know, a few days ago. But that apparently we're at we're at week 12. So interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, Coach got him a good workout in this morning. I did not. I ate pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you uh, that's when you know you're at different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Fatty's eating pancakes and, and coach is working out. Maybe I'll go get one after the after the show. Get a little cardio. That, that's all. I was in there with the young guys in the gym this morning. They made me get in that squat rack. And, um, oh, God. Oh, I'll, I'll be sore tomorrow. I guarantee you that. We, we went heavy. And uh, <laughs> I feel accomplished, but I also know what's to come tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if I got in the squat rack right now, uh, there would be pain uh, pain for days. That's That's all I can tell you. Um, we got a uh, we got a good guest coming on the show today. Uh, former national championship game defensive MVP safety Tyvis Powell from Ohio State. Oh yeah, uh, played in the league for several years, and now he is the co-host on ninety-seven point one The Fan in Columbus. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to Tyvis. We're gonna bring him on the show and talk a little bit about Big Ten, um, and uh, obviously. The game that was uh, yesterday, um, whew, we'll get into that one. Uh, I've got to say, I you know I predicted a W. I did not predict what what happened. Uh, I don't know, man. That it seems like we've we've had a couple instances this year where a team gives a coach an extension or a raise, and then it doesn't go well for them uh, <laughs> shortly thereafter. So we'll. We'll see what happens. Um, of, yeah, yeah, bad timing, bad timing. That's why you should wait till the end of the year uh, to do all that stuff. But whatever, uh, I get it. They're trying to secure their dude, mm -hmm. and um, you know that makes sense. Want to give a shout out too to our uh, friend of the program, Montario Hardesty, and the South Carolina Gamecocks with a huge win against me and Rico's hated team, the <laughs> Man, I love watching them lose, and it made me even happier that Coach uh, Coach Hardesty, Coach Mo, uh, was on the other side of it. So, yeah, good big, thing. Big, big props to him, man. Congrats to Coach. That's a hey. They came out with the win, and that's all that matters, right there. There's no doubt, and and you know, I was talking to our Big Ten correspondent James Bonneville about this earlier today. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Coach Kirby Smart may get the SEC Coach of the Year. However, I think you could make a case uh, for the guy here in, in Knoxville, uh, Josh Heupel. I think you could make a case for Coach Beamer in South Carolina. Yes, sir. Um, neither one of those teams had much as far as talent, as far as expectations goes. Depleted roster. Yeah, I think both of them have done a good job. I don't know what you think. They have. Um, they, they've made the players buy into it. Uh, Shoot, they're turning those programs around. I mean, look at where Tennessee was recently. Look at where um, South Carolina was, you know, prior to Coach coming along. Bunch of guys transferring out to the um, – using the portal. Guys going pro instead of coming back another year. And these guys still managed to corral the team to play and finish ball games. And uh, look where they are now, man. It's, it's to be um, – you know, talked about and, and commended. I mean, these guys are changing the program. You know, these guys came in and they're giving the university what they were hoping for, a competitive football team. And that's both at South Carolina and the University of Tennessee. And that's also good for the conference when you get teams playing better. They strengthen the conference when you have Tennessee and South Carolina playing decent football again. So, I mean, yeah. Hey, look, kudos to those guys. I was skeptical about them, and they both have, um, you know, surpassed expectations by people. So there you go. No, I, I was too. I, I didn't know, um, honestly, how either hire would go. 
Um, not that I have anything against either one of those guys. Right. I like I like both of them. I just didn't know how it would go. Um, you know, back when uh, you were ripping it up in the SEC, the East was formidable. But let's be honest, in the past few years, it's been, you know, Georgia pretty much. And, you know, occasionally Florida will put together a squad, not this year, uh, but, you know, Florida, Georgia, and that's it. And, um, you know, maybe these guys can bring a little power uh, back to the other side of the of the conference. And it's looking good. The only thing that worries me and something that happened after uh, the show last week, I think it actually went down on Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember exactly the day, but another big job uh, came open and that was in Virginia Tech. And <laughs> Hey, Coach Fuente uh, is gone. Pro, another historic program. And you know what? That'll touch on what we were just talking about. Why Michigan State and why teams do those contract extensions during the season? Because yeah. of those situations. Yeah. You got Virginia Tech, who is historically a great program. Um, USC, that Florida thing's going – you don't want your coach out there getting poached away. So you got to make a move. So I, I, I totally understand. Um, I totally understand why they do it. And it just, it's bad timing. You just so happen to be playing an Ohio state team. That's catching stride with some of the best athletes in the country with a really yeah. good coach. And um, that's what you get. And before we go on with the show, um, Nate, we want to talk about um, Omari Alexander, man, rest in peace. Uh, he's a North Carolina guy, played at Lenore Ryan University, who was killed um, by gunshot. And, wow. I mean, it's just sad whenever you lose life, you know, that young, whether you're a sports player or not. And, um, you know, my condolences to his family and that university. They were, uh, they were just playing in Bowie State, in a Division Two playoff game, and yeah, it's crazy how quick things can turn, Nate. And then it just—it's sad to hear that. So, you know, rest in peace to this young man. And life's way more important than a ball game, you know. And somebody just lost their life, and uh, it was senseless. So, just my condolences to his family and that program, Nate. Yeah. No, me, me too. And, you know, that's that's something we try and have a little fun on this show and, and talk about uh, the game of college football. But, you know, the most important thing is is life. And, you know, sometimes we forget how precious it is. And uh, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. But but when something like that happens and somebody so young is lost, it, it's truly a tragedy. And, you know, that's that kind of is a good segue into what I was going to talk about next. And that was what happened out in the Pac-12 last night. You know, they had an emotional situation out there in Utah. Yep. Um, number 22 was retired prior to the game against Oregon because the last two uh, players that wore that number both yeah. uh, were lost to gun violence and, and were, were murdered, essentially, yep. both of them. Yep. And it is just a horrible, horrible tragedy and story. But, you know, you can see how uh, the only thing you can do is is try and remember those people and try and get better. And Utah, I think, used that as some extra motivation. Yeah. And um, they, they came out and played, played a hell of a game. Yeah, man. They. Um, I remember seeing the story before the season started um, about the other kid. Check this out. They were buddies in high school. One convinced yeah. the other to go to Utah. Yeah. Uh, the first gentleman was killed, and his 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 friend, his teammate, chose to wear his jersey number. And guess what? He was murdered. So it's it's crazy, man. There's some wild stuff going on, and I'm just happy that we have sports to, um, you know, bring people together. It's competitive, but it's also for people to have a good time and cherish moments with your loved ones and family, man. And I mean, it doesn't last forever, even for the players. So we got to enjoy it. And remember, at the end of the day, it's still just a game, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there's no doubt. And there's things more important than than football. But, you know, they did uh, – they were able to to come together and, and try and memorialize those guys. And I think kudos to, to Utah and their program for doing that because for sure. you've got to um, – you've got to recognize what's happened and um, address it in order for, for things to get better, in my opinion. 
Um, but on on a on a football note, yeah, they came out and uh, just. Whew, I mean, they I, I they played, man, and that I, I've always liked their coach uh, out in Utah, and he's done some great things. But the game plan he put together last night uh, was truly, truly reputable. Uh, in all facets, because they shut down that Oregon offense, and then on deep, um, and then their their own offensive scheme uh, was pretty pretty amazing as well. And uh, to beat the number three team in the country, thirty eight to seven, huge, was pretty pretty freaking amazing in my opinion. And um, you know, this second loss for Oregon, um, you know, is probably going to do it for them as far as the uh, playoff goes. However. Still, still a good season, in my opinion, uh, for Cristobal. They've had some injuries. Obviously, lost Bardell, their their big rusher, uh, for the season, and that that's played a factor in what they can do offensively. But um, you know, still should hold their heads high uh, for the Ducks. And um, think about you know nine and two is is still a pretty good record. And you know, Utah just you know had everything going for them last night, don't you think? Good game plan. Um, guys, focused, locked in, and on a mission. It was a perfect storm for an Oregon loss. The guys were um, they were locked in mentally. The coach had a great game plan. The guys fired up, and um, they were playing for a bigger reason. You know, they had bigger purpose last night. And it, it it showed. The guys were all on the same page, and they they were fighting for each other. And they came out and whooped the number three team in the country. And I bet that was a great feeling for that program. But on the other note. First of all, this this is nothing to uh, to cry about. You, you you're changing that program around. You got them on the right track. Um, like you said, injuries, weathering a perfect storm against a Utah team who always has some talent over there. Uh, they they can always play a daggone close game with somebody, and uh, they just had deeper reasoning to play yesterday. So it was, you know. It was, it is what it is. That was your outcome right there. It's the perfect storm for an Oregon law. Yeah, they had um, they had all the momentum uh, from the beginning of that game, and uh, you know they had uh, they had you know not only a great game plan, but they had a little bit of uh, emotion on their side, and uh, they were playing at home, and you know they got it done. But uh, you know that's. We'll see what happens in the Pac-12. I mean, there, there's not really, I don't think, a team that's that's going to make it out of there, um, considering how many losses each team has now. But you know, there's still good football teams out there. I like Utah. I like Oregon. I like both those squads. I definitely think those are probably the two best. Um, but you know, UCLA is getting better. Hopefully, once USC gets their coach, they may get them back on track. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. But you know, big big game, big win for Utah. And, um, you know, then we, 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 we cruise back over to this side of the country and talk a little bit about the SEC. And, um, you know, Georgia obviously had a little softball thrown to them. A good week for them to get right, you know, health-wise yep. and took yep. care of business with Charleston Southern. But Bama, however, uh, struggled a little bit. And that was a close one till the end. Let me know. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the uh, Alabama and the Arkansas game and, you know, what What do you think about Bama? I mean, obviously, they are not as dominant as they were last year. It's still a good football team, can obviously yeah. score points. But, you know, Will Anderson is – it's kind of like Will Anderson or bust on that defense. He either sacks them and tackles them in the backfield or else uh, the team gets yards. Uh, what do you think about Bama, where they're at right now, and where they what they look like going forward? Uh, they still have a shot. They still have the shot to, and they're still my pick to win a natty. And I'm going to tell you why. No matter what, that offense can get it done. And I'm and I'm going back on what I said beginning of the year. What did I say? Their quarterback. Now, listen, I will say that that Stroud kid is, is, is playing football, and he has caught Stroud for sure. But Bryce Young – is the best player in college football. And he set what he broke a record last night for yards and yesterday for yards in a game as a QB. And we're talking about, um, you know, Tua and Mac Jones having come through there. And this guy is the one to break the record. And he's a special human being. 
And if Alabama hadn't been so good for so long, he would be all that people were talking about. But they set the bar so high, the standards so high at the University of Alabama that it's just, oh, yeah, that's a good game from them. Where if they hadn't been this good, Nate, it's all everybody in the country will be talking about is Bryce Young is unstoppable. He's playing like a professional football player right now. He's cool as a cucumber, and he finds a way to deliver the ball with pressure. He finds a way to deliver it every time, Nate. Zero interception, 559 yards. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see this ball game against Georgia. Um, Georgia, you're going to have to score these points. And now let's not downplay Sam Pittman. Sam mm-hmm. Pittman can get his teams up to play big games. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's a motivator. He's a old school. He's an old school football coach. Fundamentally sound, fast, physical defense, physical offense. And it, and it, it matched up well with Alabama. And you still have to get that one extra stop against Alabama, which most people won't be able to do. Yeah, no, there's nothing to nothing for the Arkansas team and coaching staff to hang their heads about. No, sir. Uh, they they played a heck of a game and they were in it. I mean, they kept answering uh, the Alabama offense and going right back down the field. Um, you know, and they play a different style of football. I mean, I, I like Jefferson, as you know, I've talked about him a lot on this show. I like that guy, but he's not the same type of passer uh, that Bryce Young is. No, he's I mean, not. He's not. And I, I do want to emphasize a point you made because I've been thinking the same thing. People just kind of expect this type of game uh, from <laughs> yeah. Bryce Young. Right. I mean, today, it's not even like the big headline, like Bryce no. Young breaks – Bama's record for most passing yards and throws five touchdowns in the win. It's, it's like it's not even that big of a deal. Exactly. Um, but it's a big deal to me because to me this too. kid is legit. And I agree with you. Um, we'll get into uh, you know the the other team in red here in a minute and their quarterback who who also is Come doing on. some great things. But I think I agree with you. I think Bryce Young is the most consistent yes, uh, player uh, from the beginning of the season until now with what he's done and, and without think about where that team would be if he wasn't on it. My point. Exactly. Where would this team be without him? Who knows, but they had at least three losses. I agree. I agree. The kid shows up. And, and like you said, people just expect greatness from him. Like it's just, uh, Oh yeah. He had a pretty good game. No, he had a great game again. Another great game. Another great game. And uh, I think he'll be a guy that we talk about once uh, once he's done with college ball. And they'll be like, wow, this guy was really throwing for, you know, 385, 400 yards, 500 yards. A game. Yeah. A game. Three interceptions. Come on. This guy's a monster, Nate. And he doesn't yeah. get enough credit. People just, oh, yeah, he had, a, he had a pretty good game. No, he had a great game. <laughs> so. I don't know. I'm curious to see where this where this thing goes, man. I'm curious to see what what Georgia can do to stop them. Can they keep up scoring wise? And you know who else is playing pretty good ball? I want to say he had two sacks. I, the boy from UT, Henry Toa Toa, had three, yeah. two sacks, a couple TFLs, and I want to say thirteen tackles in that game. Yep. So Excellent he, memory. He, yeah, he had 13 tackles, eight solos, two sacks, three tackles for come loss. On. That's a big time ball game. And that's that's another reason that I was talking about Hypel earlier, because come this on. is the kind of talent that was on the team last year that could only win three games. Yep. And these guys are all gone, and this guy's got them, you know, already got them winning six games. So um, you know, that he that's, up. that's he, he a very great it. example. And think about this. You got a running back who's at North Carolina. What, what did Ty Chandler rush for you a week or two ago? 200, uh, 200, 200 yards? You, you lost a running back like that. You, you, you got a receiver who's winning games down there for Deion Sanders. What, Wideman, Malachi Wideman? Listen, yep. he scored two touchdowns in uh, the two previous games before this one Saturday to win the game both times. And these yeah. are these are the type of players that Hypo um, 
uh, that left the team, you know, before Hypo could get there. And it's crazy, man. He's still down there making it work. You got Cedric Tillman, who wasn't even on anybody's radar, um, getting 200 yards in a game. Come on, man. Yeah, they they had a big uh, they had a, a big game um, that uh, you know that, that came out yesterday uh, again scored a bunch of points. That offense has been rolling, and and there's really you know Hooker's put together a great season, but it's not like they have superstars all over that that offense. Uh, they have superstars that playing for other teams with both running backs, Eric Gray's at Oklahoma and Ty Chandler's at um, North Carolina, and then they've got the receiver like you mentioned that left. So. Uh, you know, kudos Keith to Oklahoma, Keyshawn yeah. Lawrence. At o- Come on, man. Hey, yeah. and uh, was- your lineman, uh, what's the big guy's name? Joe Morris. Wanye Morris. Nate, it's a bunch of pieces that we lost, and this man is still having a successful season. Uh, I'd say, I'd say for first year coaches in the SEC, man, that is awesome for both uh, he and uh, Beamer. It's it's yeah. impressive. It's impressive. You're in you're you're in the mini mini pro league right now, first year, and you're making things happen. Yeah, there's no doubt. And uh, you know, Coach Beamer, I, I watched the post game interview with him yesterday, and um, you know, I got to be honest, his family came out there, and just the happiness on that guy, um, his face, I, I just I really I find myself cheering for him and his staff, you know, Coach Mo and all those guys have done a tremendous job. And you know what, when I really realized how good of a coaching job he was doing was when I was here in town uh, watching the game against Tennessee. And Tennessee was up, I think at halftime, I believe it was 35-7. It was total domination. That team could have come out in the second half and just given up. And they did not. They fought tooth and nail, scrapped and clawed, and made it a ball game in the second half. And that is when my uh, true admiration for coach Beamer started to begin because I was like, man, that's, that's, that's an excellent coaching job, getting that team to not give up, uh, to not quit and to come back and fight like that. So um, impressive, impressive for both those teams. And I think that the East will be a little bit tougher in the years uh, ahead. Um, We got a couple minutes here before we get to the big 10 talk let's let's discuss a little bit more we're going to get into the college football playoff today before we go nate your your wide receiver um your old buckeye is he not doing a great job for for alabama is that not the one of the biggest transfers of the season (laughs) yeah yeah i do and I, i was just thinking about that because uh we got a uh uh, my my wife was just talking about the three guys we do have, um, you know, Chris Olave, um, Wilson, Smith and Jigba, all are going to end this season with a thousand yards. Look at and then that. You look, you look down in Tuscaloosa and the guy that's leading the nation in yards is Jameson Williams, <laughs> who was on this team with those three guys last year. It's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. What if he had stayed and we had started getting the ball to him more? I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that just shows you the talent in that wide receiver room. Or what if he stayed and we never got to see him, Nate? Yeah, (laughs) that too. That too. I mean, I think think it's not like he just got talented overnight. This guy was talented last year. We just – there's just not enough balls to go around, in my opinion. That's it. That's it. What did he end up with? What did he have um, yesterday? One, yesterday he had one night. Yeah, yeah, he had two touchdowns, um, and he had eight catches for 190. No, he had three touchdowns. He had another <laughs> one late uh, to secure the victory. So he had eight catches, 190 yards, and three touchdowns. And then he's also uh, been returning kicks for them. On top of that, hey, and, that's don't, don't be coaching up people to be Ohio State fans. I see Ebony down there. Yeah. <laughs> Commenting no. on some Ohio State. Don't let don't let Nate don't let Nate make you be an Ohio State fan like that. 
Hey, I've got her trained good, man. I uh, <laughs> she knows she knows about it now. Um, that, that's she, funny. She's a, actually, she's a Gator, so you know she ain't got much to cheer about this year. So I got her, I got her cheering for the Buckeyes because that's about all she's got uh, with with what's going on down there. And we'll we'll get into that too at the end of the show. But I, you know, we talked about this what four weeks ago. We talked about Coach Mullen uh, potentially being on the hot seat. Well, what do you think about now after losing to, um, uh, you know, after losing to Missouri yesterday in overtime? I mean, oh, I, it I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Yeah, it sucks because you never want to see somebody, um, you know, lose employment. But yeah, that probably sealed his fate. That probably sealed his fate down there. Uh, with that loss to Missouri, man, it's they have high standards down there too in Gainesville, and you just have to be successful at places like that. They, they're used to they're they're used to the golden standard, man. They, they want guys in there winning, and they've showed you before that the moment you stop winning, they have to replace you, and and you can't take it personal because they've done it to guys before you, and they'll keep they'll continue to do it that way. And that's how they maintain their high standards. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt. And, you know, we talked about how they got rid of uh, the was it the offensive line coach and, um, you know, to a couple of the staff members they got rid of uh, a couple of weeks ago and things haven't improved. I mean, I, if anything, things have gotten worse. You know, after they uh, made the staff changes, they gave up. What was it? Forty something points to Samford and. um you know, they got beat, uh, got blown out by South Carolina the week before that. Now they're losing to Missouri. I just don't see how he's getting killed on the recruiting trail. I just don't see how he can can keep his job down there uh, with, with all, all of this going on. Yeah, I guess it's just a waiting game now, waiting to see who they hire, because you know which way this thing is going to go. Yeah. Well, it's going to be one of the craziest off-seasons in recent memory because we've already got Virginia Tech open. We've already got USC open. We've already got LSU open. And me and you uh, watching college football as closely as we do, we both know this isn't the end of the uh, uh, the, the the coaching moves. Um, oh, no. There's, there's oh, going to be a lot more. It's going to be plenty. There's going to be, be plenty. A lot more. So and we'll see what listen, happens. My logic is this, Nate. Um COVID, that COVID season allowed guys to um, to stay an extra year who probably time was up anyway. Uh, yep. And this isn't important at anybody, um, you know, in any specific direction or anything like that. It's just the facts of the matter was it was too hard to make a transition during a COVID year, right? You had yep. guys who wanted to play their last season or coach their last season last year. You had guys who were – uh, probably administration we're going to get rid of last year. They probably let them stay another year. So you're going to have those guys mixed in with the guys who just failed horribly this year. And there are going to be a bunch of vacancies. And, man, I think that's through sports at every level, from high school, college to pros. There are going to be a lot of adjustments made this offseason, Nate. And uh, it's because everything was knocked off track last year because of the global pandemic. So, uh there's going to be a lot of chairs being uh, assigned to different people. Yeah, yeah, there is. And it's it's going to be interesting because there's really not enough uh, coaches available for – there's not going to be enough coaches available for all of these chairs, uh, essentially, that are going to be opened at the end of the, the mix. So some of these guys are going to get plucked out of their current jobs, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so – so that's why I think I think and, and, and these administrations understand that. And that's why you had, um, you know, Michigan State doing what they did. You, that's why you had some of these other schools going ahead and trying to lock their guys up because they they understand uh, that they that, that their guys may be talked to about leaving. And they want to go ahead and be like, listen, we know this is coming. Here's some cash. Stay here. Yeah. Lock so, them up. Lock, lock them up. up. You better lock your boy. You better lock your dude. Your dude up. Uh, Q, Q's uh, weighing in now. He's <laughs> he's happy about the victory yesterday. We've been talking about this all day. Q, where you been? We we they had a huge game, and uh, 
we were just discussing, they lost to Missouri in a close one, but victories over Florida and Auburn, uh, two out of the last three weeks, that's, that's big time. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully Q, uh, coach Beamer doesn't get no calls from Virginia tech asking him to come back where daddy was. Cause I didn't even that, think of it. Yeah. That's what old Bonneville threw out to me to, this morning when we were having our little talk, he was like, man, what if, uh, what, what if this uh, doesn't work out? And what if, uh, you know, Virginia tech calls, calls coach Beamer and asks him to come home. So wouldn't, wouldn't that be a curveball? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, might be, that would not be good. So maybe they'll, uh, maybe old coach Beamer will get an extension here in a minute. We'll see what happens. Um, I think we've got Tyvis here. Let me see if he is with us. Hang on one second. Murray nope. State over Eastern Illinois. Hello? Hello? Hey, Tyvis, you hear us? Yeah. Can you see me? I cannot see you, but I can hear you. I don't know how to I don't know how to get my camera to come on. Let me see here. Turn James Madison, Delaware State. Yeah, we can definitely hear you, but I cannot yeah. cannot see you. Jackson State beat Alcorn State. Missed up. There it is. Hold up. There he is. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, T? How you welcome, doing, man? Welcome. Oh man, listen, after a victory like that, how could I not feel good? Hey, hey, we were just talking about it. Me and Rico, uh, we both predicted last week a victory, but I did not predict a uh, a victory like that. Oh, and... I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, look at you. <laughs> I did. Look listen, at you. I knew you what knew was what? going on. Yeah. I knew Michigan State was fraudulent. We were just yeah. exposed to the world. No, no, there's no doubt. They, um, you know, the Buckeyes came to play and um, there, there was just, it didn't look like the number seven team out there. And I try and tell people, you know, Michigan State's played all right th th this year. It's just, they ran into a buzzsaw. Uh, just oh, let me just, know. It was overwhelming. You know what, yeah. though? Ohio State's offense is it's over, it's very overwhelming for anybody. I mean, you talk about the weapons that they got. It's just, it's too hard to match up with that. I mean, you got to have a good set of skilled players with a dominant D-line to really be able to match up with their offense. I mean, it's just – it's too much. And then you got C.J. playing at the uh, at a Heisman level. It's just – it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's no doubt. And that was the question I wanted to ask you first. I mean, uh, obviously, C.J. has improved, and he's starting to look real good. But, you know, think about that, that group of wideouts. We were just discussing, you know, three guys that are going to hit 1,000 yards, Smith and Jigba, Alave – um, you know, also Garrett Wilson, who we, we learned was a big difference maker after he missed the Nebraska game. Mm -hmm. Talk to me as a guy who played at Ohio State about this group. Is this the best group of wide receivers that Ohio State's ever had? And, and can anybody stop them? I mean, I would I would like to say that they are. I mean, with all due respect to all the receivers that were there, even when I was there, you know, the, the national champion group that I was with, you know, with the uh, Corey Smiths, the Mike Thomas, Devin mm -hmm. Smith. Jalen Marshall, you know, with the respect to those guys, I would definitely, I would definitely take this group over them. I mean, Ooh. they, I mean, it's just something special. They all are unique in their own ways. You know, you know, Chris Olave has is a deep ball guy, kind of like a Devin Smith. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigma is a killer in the slot, and then you got Garrett Wilson who just kind of do everything. So Game I mean, tank. those those three is deadly. They all just definitely deserve to hit a thousand, and I'm sure Ryan Day is not gonna let this opportunity slip slip by. I think he's gonna find a way in this next game to make sure each each receiver eclipses a thousand yards. Tavis, I think some of your teammates are gonna be shooting you some text messages. Hey man, later. listen, <laughs> listen. That the thing about me though is I gotta keep it real. Now this is the thing. It. I will say this: yeah. out of the, out of my group, they all did pretty well on the next level. I mean, Devin Smith went second round. He did his thing for a while. I mean, he's still bouncing around. Mike Thomas, I mean, we seen what he did. He killed his first years in the league. He's battling injuries right now. Um, 
Jalen had a, had a good year in the league. He's in Canada killing it right now. So, I mean, they all doing their thing. Like, it's just yeah. respect. To, I, I, on the next level, I don't know what they're going to do. But in college, right. I mean, you got the numbers. Men lie, women lie, the numbers don't lie. I mean, what am I there supposed you go. to say? <laughs> there, you, there you go. Yeah, I mean, 35 touchdowns, uh, that's that's pretty impressive, no matter no matter how you cut it. That's and, outrageous, uh, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, that's it's ridiculous. And, you know, they, they talked the story about how they found Alave. It's pretty interesting, too, how they were going to look at that quarterback Tuttle and uh, were like, whoa, you know, who's this guy? And uh, I th- I'm glad they found him because that guy is a, a Buckeye legend. And, yes, he you is. know, and we were just talking times before you came on about how, you know, those three guys are amazing. They've got all those young guys behind them. But Rico brought up, look at that dude down in Alabama. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Talk to me it. about oh, Jameson Williams. He's doing the, season, uh, the season he's having for the Crimson Tide, man. That guy has proven that, that maybe he should have deserved some touches up here. No, I mean, that's the thing. When he was here, he got the touches. But, I mean, it just – it's only one football. It's not enough to go around. I mean, four receivers, that's pushing it. Golly, like, come on now. We we, we can't get – we got tight ends that we got to try to get the ball to as well. I mean, it's not like we running 10 personnel. We run basically 11 personnel. So, he would have been the eyeball out. And, I mean, uh, you know what the best thing for him was for him to go to Alabama. I mean, whoever – helped him decide to go to Alabama. They need a raise and they pay. Like, when he make it big, he need to cut them a little bit of bread or so because they definitely, you know, did the, did the right thing by him going to Alabama. I mean, he's truly down there shining. And who's to say if he was here, he wouldn't have got that recognition. I mean, like I say, you got all these guys that Ryan Day's trying to get the ball to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have taken away from us seeing what he was or the, the receiver that he could have truly been. So I think him going down to Alabama, becoming their number one guy, only helped him, and I mean, we'll see him on. He's probably gonna go first round. I mean, he's having a heck of a year. Well, listen to this, fellas. Y'all tell me what you think about this. The guy that chose him from Alabama, the recruiter who had that eye, and it goes both ways. You're Alabama, you can go and pretty much cherry pick from anywhere except for maybe in Ohio, you know, normally besides an Ohio State or school like that. Who was the guy that said, hey, this is the guy, even though he hasn't done much, he's going to go off here. That's an eye for talent. And it's an eye for talent for the guy who brought in all those receivers you have at O-State. And you can get a guy off the bench who can come down to Alabama and lead the nation in yards. Hey, listen, that means that you guys, both Alabama and Ohio State, are legit picking the best players in the country. That's what that shows (laughs) right now. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I it mean, comes down bro, to, bro. I don't listen. I don't know what Brian Hartline be telling these dudes, man. But whatever it is, yeah. he listen. He need to win or some type of award for best recruit. It's ridiculous what he's been doing <laughs> since he's been the uh, since he's been coaching at Ohio State. I mean, he literally, literally gets the best wide receivers almost every year, and it's ridiculous. But the thing yeah. is, it's 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 not easy to get them. But I mean, getting them is cool. But actually getting them to Ohio State and actually watching them produce on the field, like, yeah. that's a whole nother level. I mean, you can honestly tell that, I mean, he the, what, what he's teaching these wide receivers is head and shoulders above what anybody else in the nation is doing because they all are excelling not only on the collegiate level but in the NFL as well. Yeah. The development. The development. Absolutely. He's not yeah. just getting guys who are five stars. They're leaving five stars. Yeah, And that's the difference, man. So I, I've noticed, and then to go back to the game, um, that environment in the horseshoe, I've been up there. Um, I was considering O-State out of high school and chose to go to Tennessee. Listen, Tyvis, when you got an offense as potent as that and you're on defense and that stadium and you're in that hostile environment, guys' feelings and emotions can go south fast. And that oh, offense yeah. – it's nonstop. So that environment mixed with that explosive offense can uh, can demoralize guys, and that's what we saw this weekend, man. It's a lot that goes into that. I'm a defensive guy as well, and you're playing in a hostile environment, and they're getting a quick six on you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're, hey, you're scratching your head like, dang. I'm telling you, look, they get out there. I mean, you got to think. Like, the first drive, all right, it took 12 plays for them to score. But then I think the very next touchdown was like the bomb to Garrett Wilson. It's like, man, you down 14. Like, what happened? Like, what happened so fast? It's like, man. And then it's like they don't stop. It's like they all gas with it. Ryan Day is like 
come on, we going all day. Like, come on, every if y'all gonna be this week, that's y'all fault. We don't feel sorry for you. I mean, I I definitely agree with that play that that uh play calling style. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I wish you would have kept it going in the second half because I had a hundred point prediction. Yeah, <laughs> very well could have got got could have happened, but you know he wanted to. I guess he wanted to save some for this week. So <laughs> they don't score hundred and one this week. I I like something. I need to go down there and talk to Coach Day. Like, what are you saving it for? Yeah, no, I was the same way. And my wife was like, "Why are you yelling at the TV? You're up forty nine nothing." I'm like, "Cause we could keep scoring." I'm like, "We're calling <laughs> the dogs off. Like, Let's step on their neck and put some more some more points on." But. Uh, honestly, Tavis, I wanted to ask you about the the defense. You played you played uh, in Buckeye Nation. You were a big part of that defense that won the title. And let's be honest, you know, to begin the season, we had a lot of young guys out there, and the defense, you know, gave some points up, and it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't looking great. But I think that there's been a lot of improvement, uh, especially on the back end with those, you know, Burke and all the young guys playing well. Mm-hmm. Just talk to us a little bit about what you think about the defense's progression. Um, you know, I just think it was experience. You know, I mean, we the especially in the back end. I mean, we had a bunch of guys who never played like on in college. So I mean, we had like a couple of true freshmen out there and guys who I mean they dibbled and dabbled but never was there. You got I think Cam Brown got hurt last year. Denzel Burks, a true freshman. Um, you got uh Josh uh Proctor went out with the injury, so now Shaw is in. And it's yeah. just it's a bunch of stuff going on like that. And they and at the beginning of the season, you know, they were doing that that 11 man rotation thing. So it was yeah. kind of like, you know, what is going on? It was it was unrecognizable. You would think by the first couple of games of the season, you know, you would have a solid depth chart of who you got in as the starters and who the backups are. But it seemed like they were still trying to figure that out early on in the season. I think now they've gotten since they've been since I've been watching, I mean, I don't see a lot of rotation only on the D-line, which is to be expected. And For I sure. think I think that they definitely all are – they got the experience that they need. You know, they, they're more confident out there. They got to get some success, I think, coming in. When, you, when you're when you inexperienced, you don't know what kind of works, what doesn't work. You know, you're trying to – you're just basically trying things out. And as the mm-hmm. season progresses, you then you get your little technique down. You see what works. You see how games go. And you see what works against these other teams. And now you now you like, okay, this works. So I, this is my bread and butter. I'm gonna go to this. When all else fails, I know that this is gonna work. And I feel like at the beginning of the season, they didn't mm-hmm. have that. And now they do. And now it seems like it's working. I mean, yeah, they had some coaching, you know, some adjustments where they were switching up the coverages and the looks of how uh, the beginning coverage looked. But I mean, I think ultimately it all okay. boiled down to them getting their game day experience and them just flying mm-hmm. around making plays. Yeah, guys are confident now. You, hey, look, you can run your shell coverages now because guys know where they have to be. Exactly. They know, exactly the, they know the timing of the ball game. Now, I got a question for you, Tyvin. I, I know you were excited and you wanted to run it up on Michigan State. <laughs> uh, you're, you're a true Buckeye. Is that hate equal or do you hate Michigan or that, that team up north? I'm sorry, a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, you can say that on this show. <laughs> My, bad, that, My bad, fella. My bad, fella. So, or do you, or do so, you I mean, hate I that other always, school a little more? I, to answer your question, I, I always gonna hate the team up north. Like it's it, it's ridiculous. Like I, they just to me, I just think they suck. Like I really do. I don't like people that choose to go there. Like I yeah. feel like it's a bad life decision. Like if you tell me <laughs> you went to the school up north, it's like. In my mind, you make yeah. poor decisions in life. That's what it tells off the rip. As soon as you tell me you went there, it's like, okay, you don't Something make great life decisions. Like, that's that's where I'm at with that. But as far as <laughs> Michigan State goes, my hatred for them came because, I mean, they cost me two national championships. I mean, in yeah, 2013, okay. we lost to them in the Big Ten Championship. And if yeah. we would have won, we would have been in the national championship. I think we would have played Florida State that year. Then the my last year, we lost to them in the second to last game of the season where we were undefeated and we lost to them on the last second field goal. I feel like if we would have won that, I mean, I feel like we would have definitely went to the national championship again. So that's why my hatred for them is strong. Like, it, to me, I, I hope Michigan State lose every game they play. That, that's where I'm at with them. Like, I don't. <laughs> I, got people, I want them to get blowed out every game. Yeah. They cost you something. Yes. Yeah. 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 We, got, we, we, we owe those boys. So, look, tell me this. How do y'all think Harbaugh is feeling after witnessing what uh, O State did? <laughs> listen, listen. Dude. His his situation is different. Okay, his problem is 
he came up there and he gaslighted that whole program. Like he he literally had them drinking the Kool-Aid. He had them believing that they yep. were better than they were. And they they're not good. Like it's just flat out what it is. They not good. They never will be good. And he got them believing that they better than what they are. And then we just got to come in there and just give them that reality check every year. And that's what it's been technically. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 people forget you know, last year. Yeah, people forget last year they uh, you know, they got to come play in the shoe with no fans in it. And, you know, now yep. we got to go up there uh, in a big game and, and you know, play. No, we didn't play. Them. We didn't even play them last year. They, they had the COVID. They got oh, that's canceled. right. That's right. They get, they, they quit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Man, that's embarrassing. You're right. They didn't even show. That's why so That's why I'm hoping we go for 100 points. We owed them 50 from last year. We owe them 50 this year. So that's 100 points. So that's that's we got to we gotta make up for lost times. Hold on. So, so the 50 carried over from last year? Yeah. I mean, yeah. When it, yeah. they didn't get to get it. Like, you can't let them just get off and not get nothing. They got to pay. They got to pay what they owe. Yeah. Well, this, let's be honest, man. They lost. That team that we uh, took to the woodshed yesterday, they lost to that team. Yeah. Yes, so, I mean, that's that's something that our guys need to take uh, and think about before we get up there next week. And, um, you know, uh, we got a question from our uh, Big Ten correspondent, uh, Mr. Bonneville. He was asking about uh, Coach Fickle. Obviously, he coached you, uh, Tyvis, when you were there. Um, what did you think about Coach Fickle? And did you think he was going to be – uh, a guy that could be a head coach and have success like he's having at uh, at Cincy? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely believe Coach Fickle one day would be a head coach. I mean, it's just the, the way he carried himself, mm -hmm. the way he addressed the team and the defense. It's just you could tell that, you know, this was not – him being a defense coordinator was not the ceiling for him. Um, I definitely believe um, what he's doing at Cincinnati is, is tremendous. I mean, he, he really – I mean, the program wasn't bad, but he's definitely taking them to new levels. And I think I don't I don't think Cincinnati's the ceiling for him. I, I I don't believe he wants to be in Cincinnati for the rest of his career. I definitely think he deserves a chance to be at a bigger uh, university. Um, what he did at Ohio State when he was the interim head coach, you know, I kind of that's kind of a watch because it was that's kind of not on him because it's like this wasn't my I inherited this like this wasn't what I built with Cincinnati. Yeah. You could tell that he's developing and going out and recruiting the right players and getting the guys that he want that fits his schemes and stuff like that. So. I think he'll definitely be a great coach. I definitely knew that he would be a great coach. You know, he's one of those coaches that was just real genuine and authentic. Yeah. You know, he kept it yeah. real with you. And, you know, players claim that they want that, but to actually get it, some people don't can't handle it. Yeah. He's one of those ones that he kind of shoot it to you and he's like, you got to respect it at the end right. of the day. Like, whether it's good or bad, you're going to respect it because it's the truth. So, so Tyvis, that was – he was my recruiter um, coming out, coming out of high school. And you when turned him down. <laughs> when he was, I, I ask him that question every day, man. I said you could have been wearing one of these. <laughs> so it was uh Coach Trestle. It was Coach Trestle. Um mm -hmm. Coach Tucker was still on the staff at the time as the DB coach. Mm -hmm. Luke Fickle was a young linebacker coach. Okay. <laughs> and like you said, from day one, he was genuine. He he wouldn't lie to you. He yeah, he, he, real. he he kept it real from day one, and that's why I respected him. And, and he kept in contact with my dad and I. And, and uh, man, he was just a quality dude. And I could see him back then going on to be a head coach because I knew mm -hmm. how the players would respond to him. Now, I disagree with what you said about Cincinnati. I don't think he's looking to leave. I could have my foot in the mouth the moment the season's over. But – I think that he's looking forward to being that head coach of Cincinnati for that transition to the Big 12. I think he wants to be the man. I mean, he loves is, Ohio. That, it would be nice. I mean, I guess they, they did put him in a – I guess the school did put themselves in a situation where he doesn't have to leave. He doesn't he have could be to. A, he could, I mean, Cincinnati, the way the Big 12 is right now, he could very well run that conference. Because, Especially with Oklahoma and Texas. That's what I'm saying, bro. I don't yeah. think he Oklahoma and so. Texas leaving. <laughs> they could win it every year. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But you know, money talks. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, listen. Somebody backs the truck up. Signed that deal before yesterday, boy. Yeah, yeah. They might. They might ask for a couple of a couple of dollars back. <laughs> I mean, because you. I mean, you can't get nobody ninety five million dollars, and you get you can't beat a team in your own conference. I mean, you'll never get to the big game. Well, wait, wait, wait. Time. I'm just saying, it's wait, true. Wait. 
did you did you forget about Jimbo? He's just now he's just now catching stride, guys. Yeah. And he's got seventy five million in the bank. And he got that what four or five years ago now. Yeah, yeah. I guess they they pay. You know what they? I guess it is all potential. It's yeah. you're paying off the potential. Like that's really. what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, gotta make though. I don't. I don't see Ohio State going anywhere. I mean, we we've never really taken a, a slump. Knock no. on wood. We've never taken a slump. So I don't. I don't know. Like they gotta be Ohio State at some point to to yeah. get to where they want to get. Yeah. yeah, and that same side of the conference. You know, that's something we talked about down here in the SEC. You know, the West is loaded and wow. every year it's like they dominate and it's the same thing in the big 10. I mean, the, every good team's in the same side and it, it makes no sense to me who the hell divvied that up and, and, <laughs> and chose, uh, you know, Hey, I want to put Mich let's put Mich uh, Michigan state. Let's put the team up North. Let's put Penn state. Let's put Ohio state all on this side. And we'll put these other guys over here. It's like, what the hell were you saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know so, what goes into that. I, the West really never I, – I, I, would the West be wild, though? Because, I mean, they'd be all equally as bad at times. <laughs> so it's kind of like – it's kind of wild. Said it's bad. The East is equally <laughs> good. So it's like – I mean, it's kind of like the East is going to win the Big Ten no matter what. Yeah. It's just like the dogs is on the East and the West is just up for grabs. Yeah. So what y'all what are y'all proposing? Y'all saying we need to do a realignment every four to five or every ten? No, I, I, How do y'all see it? I mean, they yes. I wouldn't be yeah. opposed to that. Yeah. I, I mean, they have, to, they have to keep Ohio State, the team up north, on the same side because it has to I mean, if they if if one day they did become good, yeah. they would dominate the West, and then we'll play them the last game of the schedule, and then play them, and the then play them again, right, and right, the next week. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of messed up. But uh, talking about that game, Tyvis, I mean, you you played in it, you remember what it was like. How can these guys get past? you know, all the noise and all the hoopla surrounding the game and just focus on, you know, taking care of business. Well, I mean, the hoopla is part of it. I mean, that's, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to, 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 to talk during the game. Like, you know, that, 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 that trash talk is, it's a whole nother level in that game. Like, it's, it's to the point where you look back on it, it's kind of funny. But I mean, at the end of the day, you got a job to do. You got to go out there and you got to you got to remember that you protecting Ohio on this one, like especially when you go up there, it's like you, they hate you, and the best way to to really dominate again is to silence that crowd. I'll tell you right, it is no feeling to silence in that crowd up there, boy. Yeah, they. But I think they they'll be good though. They got they got a good head coach, and he's gonna make sure that they locked in. And he's a very aggressive play caller. So I mean. The rivalry part of it is gonna be in them. Like the atmosphere is gonna boost them. Like you go, you gonna feed into that. Like okay, I'm gonna go out there and make a play. I'm gonna shut y'all up today, type thing. And that's that's what's ultimately gonna help you play even harder. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm I'm excited. I think um, you know I think these guys will be ready. I think they're hitting their stride at the right time. And uh, I feel like you know this team has you know they they've been getting better. Uh, as we roll along. And and now, you know, now that it's crunch time, I think we're in a good spot. Uh, just looking at, you know, we're kind of looking ahead here, but just looking ahead at the college football playoff. Uh, Tyvis, who who you got, man? Who's your who's your final four? You know, my final four would probably be, all right, depending on how this Georgia and Alabama SEC championship game goes, okay, if, if, Alabama, if Georgia wins, I would have Georgia, OSU, um, Cincinnati, and I don't even know. It doesn't even matter who at four. Really, <laughs> they, they just really just there. But I don't know. I don't know who the fourth best team is. But if I mean, if Alabama beats Georgia, then I would just put Alabama one. Um, not Alabama one. Ohio State one. Uh, yeah. Georgia or Alabama two. UC three, and uh. Georgia fourth. That's, how, that's probably how I would. I wouldn't kick them all the way out because they. I mean, they've been dominant, and I. Yeah. It might go that way. It might. It just oh, might go. But if Alabama loses twice, I can't. Yeah, I can't throw them in there. I'm putting them in there. I, I just can't. Like you cannot put a two loss team in there over all these other teams. I like that hypothetical right there. Yeah. Ohio State and Georgia somehow yeah. in the first round. 
that could oh, happen. Great defense versus great offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because you know how me and you gonna choose, like you know, in our in our heart, like we you, know you know how I feel. Like, we know I know how you feel because I would feel the same way. But I mean, this is my school, so it's like, yeah, I you know, like I gotta let do it. I need to see them put up sixty. Oh Lord, <laughs> oh Lord, that would be nice though, man. That would be an exciting game, and then two and three would be who um, Cincinnati and and Alabama. Yeah, yeah there we go. Oh Lord. Yeah. I don't think they're up. I don't think they're up to stop Bryce Young. I'm gonna just no. tell you that right now. Ah, yeah. You never We're, know. Now hold on, because hey, see this is the Ohio thing. guy. Because we said the same cool. thing. We said the same thing last year when Cincinnati played Georgia in the bowl yeah. game. Last they year. played tough. They yeah. did. They should have won the game. They should have. Just it was really poor management. Poor, poor management at the end of the game that cost them that game. But they should have won that game. So I, I think if, if I had an extra half inch, that's the yeah. thing though. If they would have won that game, Cincinnati would never not be in the top four because it would have proved like, okay, we can hang with the SEC. We beat the SEC last year. This same Georgia team, well, not the yeah. same, but almost the same Georgia team last year. So I think that was what's holding them back out of the top four right now. I think I last year the, the committee put them against the SEC to see if Cincinnati even could hang with them. Yeah. And with them doing that, it showed them that, you know, they can. They they did a good job. So, like, yeah. you got to at least show them a little bit of respect. And yeah. I think that's kind of what's keeping them at five right now. Yeah, that's give cool. them a little credit. Give them a little credit for how they showed up in that for game. Almost. They didn't get none. For almost? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, for they, almost? They yeah, that, that, that's what it's looking like right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Tyvis, thank you so much for coming on, man. I hope uh, I hope someday maybe you can come back and join us after we take care of business up there. Absolutely. You know I will. Hey, right. come so on I, back. Like I told the world. <laughs> I did not try to tell. I tried to told y'all. <laughs> so, look, before you go, realistic score for that ball game next week, what you calling out? 101 to nothing. <laughs> and I'm not – I'm so serious. Look at me. He's Do standing I like on. I'm 101 to nothing. Yeah, I, I, hey, we're going back to Woody Ball, man. We're scoring. We're going for two. I mean, think about it. You got to think this. Okay, he did. He pulled the dogs off in the second half. I mean, he did. He this game coming up, it ain't none of that. Because if it was flipped, think about this. If it was flipped, if they was up like 50 at halftime, you think they would pull the dogs up? No, Hell they no. would keep rolling. Hell so I no, think man. you got to you gotta go out there. Is he the kill or be killed? You know, you yeah. got to get them first. Yeah. Look at I agree. I agree. They ain't gonna call the dogs off if they if they had the opportunity. They got listen. If they ain't good enough, that's too bad. They need to recruit better. Yeah. Listen to y'all. Listen to these two Ohio. I love it. Murder everybody. I love it, man. Hey man, thanks for coming, Thomas. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for allowing me to come on the show. All right, man. Come again and see us uh, hopefully real soon. Okay, Tyvis? Absolutely. Go Bucks. All right, go Bucks. All right, man. That was former MVP of the National Championship game in 2015, Tyvis Powell. He now you can find him on 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. Uh, love that dude. He's a great guy. He was an awesome player and uh, a really, really good guy. And, I, you know, he don't hide his allegiance. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> he, he's locked in. He is all Buckeye. Hey, look, and then he even taking up for Cincinnati. Hold on, not so yeah, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati yeah, might can win that game. Uh, he's an Ohio guy. Period. He is. He is. He's from Ohio. I he saw played, that effort. Yeah, he went. He played high school ball in Ohio. He lives in Ohio now. Hell, he played for the Browns for a minute. So, um, you know, he's got that. He's got that Ohio blood in him, and and you gotta you gotta love that. Gotta um, it's going to be cool, man. I can't wait uh, to come on next week. Hopefully, I don't know. What's your schedule like? You think we can do it next week? I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Well, wait. Right. Let's do it. And you know what else I'm going to talk about next week? What's I'm going to talk about some D2 football. Okay. Uh, we're going to talk about these playoffs. And, uh, I'd love to. Let's do, a, let's do a little breakdown on what's going on there and okay. broaden our listeners' horizon a little bit. I like it. I like it. Hey, you know, I played D3 football and I got to give a little little props to uh, the coach. Uh, we actually had him on. I had him on my uh, the old show. I was on the safety and the sports writer 
uh, Coach Delaney. He coached me when he when I was at Ohio West, and he is still the coach there, uh, defensive coordinator. He's been the defensive coordinator there now for over 20 years. Okay. And they finished up the season eight and two this year. Okay. And had a real, real good year. So the battling bishops, this is my shout out to you. Big time game, uh, big time season, and uh, way to way to end the season strong uh, with the eight and two, eight and two finish. So yeah, let's talk about the big game next week. Let's talk a little D two ball, and uh, you know people will be sitting around, uh, fattened up from their uh, eating on Thanksgiving, and we'll give them a we'll give them a show to tune into. Let's do it. That sounds good to me. All right. Hey, Coach, I appreciate you. Uh, great job today. Thanks for coming on, and uh, I'll talk to you again real soon. Take it easy, Nate. Always a pleasure. All right, buddy. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.